Climb aboard the struggle bus. You got problems just like us. Climb aboard the struggle bus. Let Kate and Sally help you. Welcome to the Struggle Bus. I'm Kate. I'm Sally. And we're here to fix your lives. That said, we are two people whose only qualifications to give you advice are that we have lots of feelings and lots of opinions. Neither of which are a substitute for professional guidance. Hey guys. Hey everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for all of our new listeners. Tons of new listeners. And tons some of new tweets. Twitter followers. Lots of new Twitter followers. You guys can find us at Struggle Bus Pod. Or Gmail us at struggle, Gmail us, email us. I like, no, commit to that. Sure, Gmail fine. us, guys. You know, yeah, that's right. I'll say it again. Gmail us at strugglebuspodcast at gmail.com. And uh, when you tweet at us, if you use the hashtag strugglepodbuds420, it's a great way to find a struggle buddy. That's so true. Yeah. It's a great way to find people talking about very sad things with a hilarious hashtag. A lot of cat photos and hedgehog photos. I'm really digging I'm that. not against either of them. I, yeah, we love those. And also you can always tweet at us at Sally T or at SPK Heller. So yeah. Oh man, the iTunes reviews. They're taking off. Yeah. Um, yeah, people have been saying really super nice things. Let's Let's get into one of them right here. Um, this is from MLB. Is that what we said we were going to Yeah. Do? This is from MLB 10384. Sure. <laughs> Let Kate and Sally help you. I just started listening last week and can't wait for a new episode as I have torn through all past episodes already. These two offer wonderful advice and understand that they are not the be-all, end-all. They bring a witty banter that's just so much fun, even though their discussions are very meaningful. Their discussions are always thoughtful, and even when topics do not explicitly apply to me, I still learn about my fellow person and feel better equipped to deal with the world. Thanks for the great podcast. Thank you for the great review. Seriously. Thank you, MLB10384. I'm guessing that's their birthday. Okay. Like October 3rd, 1984. Oh, totally. Happy uh, half birthday. A little past your half birthday. (laughs) That's why we chose to read this. I thought I was hoping it was like a robot or something that had a cool name. You never know. But either way, happy Um, birthday. Yeah, so everyone just keep writing in. We're reading all of them, and they're making us smile, so thank you so much. Um, Yeah, so struggle bussing. What are are we bussing on right right now? I'm just going to put this right out there. Fucking migraines, motherfucker. Nice. Um, So I... I had a migraine earlier this week. I used to get them all the time. I now only get them once or twice a year. And I, so I really can't complain because um, actually, fuck it. I'm going to complain. Please do. They're terrible. They're debilitating and painful. And um, they totally ruin your life. And when I know I'm going to get one, uh, I start to cry. Then I have one and it's awful. And then I cry after because I feel like there's this like post-migraine depression that no one talks about. Um, How long does yours last? I mean, it depends on if I get medication in my system like right away, but it can be, it can be like six or eight hours of just like mind blowing pain. Um, It's miserable. And like people can have them also for like days and days at a time. So I think I'm like relatively lucky, but you know, it just sort of um, like, you know, the next day you feel terrible and weak and nauseous. And then the day after that, you're sort of fine, but also you can't really think and you're in this like fog and stuff. And it just like, there's something about getting a migraine that really takes an emotional toll on me which i well even getting sick can have an like even True. having a cold can ruin your day i can't imagine having a migraine i've only yeah. had one in my life and i was like how do people survive with how do they tell things? her i know it's the worst thing ever and if people are like oh man yeah no i get like really bad headaches when i don't have caffeine i'm like shut your mouth <laughs> fuck off i am <laughs> don't ever talk people. to me <laughs> no but i mean like those are terrible but like a migraine is just like it's so life-ruining. Yeah. But anyway, enough about my brain. Tell mm. me about you, man. Well, What's sorry, up? Sorry about that. Um, 
So yeah, you guys, uh, friends dying. What's up yeah. with that? I had just a real sad couple of weeks. I had two people. Um, one of them was closer to me. The other one, I just it was more like a mentor type of person. Died. Uh, they were not old, and I, mm. I mean, I guess I should preface that that does matter in the sense that they weren't. It was very. Un- one of them was very unexpected. One of them, the woman was sick for a very brief period of time, but oh, she God. died very quickly uh, from cancer. And you know, I kind of lost my shit uh, because I, uh, you know, just it's 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 shocking. And I've had friends, you know, pass away before, but um, it really makes you evaluate and appreciate mm-hmm. all the great people in your life. And I've sort of been going out of my way to see people and thank people for things and showing a lot of gratitude. Yeah. And it's made me feel better just to know that, I don't know, it's hard. Listen, you can't live every day like it's the last day of your life because then you'd be like, it's a lot, no, 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 again. Um, And there's only so many people you can talk to in a day, but I guess just, you know, appreciating good people. And um, it's nice to hear you are appreciated. Mm -hmm. So, So remember sometimes to... Throw it out there to someone you love. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm I mean, so listen, sorry we're to all going to die, but hopefully not too soon. Yeah. They're going to come up with something before it's <laughs> your turn or my turn. We'll probably be immortal, but nevertheless. Oh, goodness. Anyway, yeah. So just a sad couple weeks, and it's just been a little, a little tough. What are, you, what, are your, what are you doing for self-care? Um, a lot of crying, mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. of hugging, and just talking about it with friends yeah. and then also not talking about it. Totally. Just sort of throwing myself into work sometimes mm-hmm. and ignoring it. Uh, I find helps me, but that's also a defense mechanism, and I'm fully aware of that. Uh, but yeah, just, just, yeah, I guess just keeping the people I love close to me and yeah. appreciating them a little bit. I feel more. like that's all you can do. I mean, I'm lucky enough to not have lost anyone that wasn't, you know, kind of like very old and died of natural causes. So I don't totally know what it's like, but I just, I feel like when it comes to grieving, all you can do is like try to find comfort. Yeah, and like to the people that you care about, and and just like get put one foot in front of the other. But I feel like I just I haven't experienced loss the way some people have. You and, know, yeah, and it's tough because I know I feel terrible about this. I did. There, I am going to one of the memorials. I didn't go to the other one um, because I was too upset to go. And I know that sounds weird because I want to be surrounded by friends, but the other part of me didn't want to see yeah. anyone. And I just I still couldn't handle it. And I, I feel badly, but I I figured out something else. I think that I want to do to. Mm-hmm. honor his memory and I'll well we'll discuss that later but anyway yeah, yeah, yeah. there's other things you can do and um if you yeah it's okay to be sad and not want to leave the house sometimes totally it's also okay to uh know that your friend is going to talk about something intensely serious like loss and open with talking about your migraines instead oh Sally <laughs> no 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 I I'm, I'm joking but uh, I just I mean, everyone's entitled to have their own misery. But real quick, but. here's the thing, right? Like, I hate when people try to compare, you know, struggle to someone else's. Yeah. Like, well, you you think you had a bad day. Here's what happened to mm-hmm. me. It's like, you know what? Somebody once put it to me in a great uh, term. I, I had broken up with this boyfriend of five years, and I went straight to work bartending because I just needed to get my mind off mm-hmm. things. And they're like, wait, you just broke up with them five hours ago? And I was like, yeah. And then another woman came into the bar, and she'd just broken up with someone she just was seeing for three months, and she was sobbing her eyes out. And someone's like, hey, Catherine's pain is more serious. And I said, no everyone has if someone's in pain they're in pain yeah and someone once said to me you know a four-year-old kid if you take their ball away that's the worst thing that's ever happened to them in their life Mm -hmm. and they're feeling all the feelings yeah so it's okay to be really upset about something no I'm, I'm totally with you you know i agree no i i but my problems are a little bit you're no i mean you, you won not. you won this round did of the not, struggle bus did not um no but i agree yeah your migraines will continue 
and uh, none of my friends will ever die again. And I'll so complain about them no, all no, the time. No, I really hope that you are feeling better. Thank you. No, I'm a lot better. I'm, my brain is like at a cool 80% of what it usually is, I think. Hmm. Which is like, I'm going to, that's okay. That's okay. going to have to be okay. All right. I would not be good at like Mad Libs right now or like math. Oh, well, there go or our like plans for tonight. co-hosting a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but everything else I can do totally fine. Awesome. All right. Well, let's let's get to it. Let's get um, the fuck into so it. So the, e- the first email, I don't know. Again, unless you say use my name or don't use my name, we're not going to use your yeah. name. So let's start call this person M. Okay. And there's a trigger warning, Sally, you wanted to... Yeah, I would say um, trigger warning, I think, for possibly non-consensual sexual situations Mm. just to keep it general but just put that out there cool okay so hello kate and sally first off i binge listened to the show this week and i think it's brilliant sorry if this is too long backstory 18 male-bodied prone to stress and weird i haven't been diagnosed but i believe i have adhd and i don't want to be i don't want to blame adhd for not doing my homework my mom calls me lazy all the time and i think she is right which hurts I know I should go to a therapist for all this, but I live in a rural part of California and my insurance isn't the best. Oh, and then M says, trigger, stress, sex, and I sound super negative, but I swear I am all smiles IRL. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? (laughs) Um, Okay, I am in high school and this is my final year and this past week has been rough. I had a lot of projects due Friday and kind of shut down. I would stay up all night and promise myself I would start working. I just couldn't bring myself to start. I would have an empty Word document on my screen and just stare at it for hours. I wanted so badly to just be over to just be over with it, but I couldn't bring my mind to it. So to try and let off all the stress, I went to a party on Saturday. No, I didn't drink or do drugs. I just tried to make people laugh and tried to talk with everyone. I don't know if you can relate, but I don't feel like a real person half the time. Everything feels off. It freaks me out when I remember I am real. Wow, I sound like I am emo in 2006. Is this MySpace? Awesome. <laughs> Amazing reference. <laughs> um, anyway, to try and feel real, I try to do handstands, and I even let a couple guys throw marshmallows at my back, because why not? Parties are really fun, but they stress me out too. I had to just sit down for a while because I was shaking and it was hot. Anyway, I go home and decide to hook up for whatever reason. Big mistake. I am too immature for this. I go and meet the guy, and he's nice and all that. I am pansexual, I think, and we begin to commit the sin, and then I went too far or something because all this makes me feel even faker. This isn't real. This is not happening. I was too dumb to not ask for protection. It was oral, but still. Then his friend shows up and joins. I was overwhelmed, to say the least, and I couldn't stay excited. I've never been able to stay excited with anyone. Sometimes I think either porn has completely fried my mind or I'm just not into people sexually. Anyway, my mom calls me, thank God, and I leave. She was upset with me, and I came up with a half-truth for her to not be mad. She thinks I got high in the park. Ha, like I have the cash for that kind of behavior. (laughs) I went to the bathroom, put soap in my mouth, and had a single tear cry. This turned out to be the kind... This turned out to be a kind of journal entry. Also, bonus, I saw family and felt inadequate because they speak Spanish and I can't. I can't talk to them and it hurts. Okay, thank you for reading this. It is the middle of Sunday night, so hopefully I'm somewhat articulate. No, I promise I didn't self-sabotage myself so I could write to you. This is just my life, I guess. Hope it isn't too boring and I couldn't bring myself to proofread this because I don't want to remember right now. Love, M. Hope you're doing well. Um, wow. First of all, no, it's not too boring. Like I said, nothing is too boring. Um, do you want to start or do you want me to throw out some things? Yeah, no, jump in. Uh, I, 
I think it just goes without saying you're obviously dealing with a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, first of all, high school sucks, mm-hmm. and it's where you it's fact, one, fact, and it's where you are figuring out who you are, what you like, what you're doing. And I remember feeling like a crazy person in high school, like what is wrong with me? Why, why can't I make out with boys? I had a I was really asexual, like I masturbated a lot, but I, I'm getting so personal, but mm-hmm. I never had a boyfriend. I never had sex till I was 20, you know, like I, I had, I thought there was something wrong with me also. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, if you can find, even if it's not a shrink, because most insurances do not cover it, which sucks, so, you know, whatever, maybe a school counselor, I don't know, or group therapy, or if there's something available in your community, I would very much encourage you to start exploring why it is you disassociate or leave your body when you're in a stressful situation and where you learn that from because I wonder if something traumatic maybe happened to you that you're not addressing that being said I'm not saying anyone who is feeling this way has had a trauma happen to them but just it is sort of it sounds very symptomatic of something that has taught you to sort of leave your body you know what I mean um I I I think you're totally it's totally normal to feel this way and God damn it, parties, I hate them. And uh, I, I too have made out with people and been like, why am I here? What am I doing? Um, but I guess that's my first piece of advice. I would really encourage you, first of all, you're, you are going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're just growing up. This is, this is part of it. This is going to make you who you are when you get older. It's okay to be confused. I would very much encourage you to try to talk to someone about this who might be able to help you just deal with it for the next few years because it doesn't get any easier mm-hmm. at first and then you hit a stride. Mm-hmm. Sally, what do you Yeah, do? yeah. I would say I think you definitely um, should try to find someone to talk to. Um, you know, it sounds like you pretty much know what your options are therapy-wise. Maybe there's something um, like Catherine was saying, like a counselor or maybe something you haven't explored. I think also just any adult who you feel is a safe affirming person who you trust um, and that that could be a teacher that could be a counselor that could be someone you know in your community or a friend of the family maybe but I do I think you know just like having like a safe older person to talk to and like in real life is is great Um, the other thing I would say is like reading this um, you're so I mean, I've said this to other people too, but it's so true. The way you articulate everything you're going through is is so clear and you're able to, like, you know certain things like you say like, no, I didn't drink or do any drugs. I think you say that because you know that that would have, you know, potentially compounded your anxiety or made you feel worse or put you in some danger. You know that you like parties, but they also stress you out. You, It sounds like you have a sense that the situation you were in with this guy was like kind of not that consensual if there was like another person joining but kind of it was maybe but like it was uncomfortable in some way so all I'm saying is that you already have a lot of understanding of how all of this stuff is making you feel and I think that not just for people who are your age um, but especially for people who are your age it's really hard to pull apart like what you're feeling when and why it all can just feel like a massive jumble I think especially in high school um which like I I remember like really hating when adults were like it's just high school it'll be fine Ugh, um because it's you know because that doesn't really help you in the moment but I think that like um if you can if you can trust in the idea that like some of this stuff is stuff that you'll figure out with time um 
just try to remember that like the, the the anxiety of like I remember like just reading this I was having this like sense memory of like having panic attacks of like when I wasn't getting homework done and like sitting up all night staring at a computer and just freaking the fuck out but also being so paralyzed that I couldn't do anything and it it's definitely one of the worst feelings I've ever had um, but also it passes and then the next time you're confronted with like some terrible assignment or something hopefully you um, are able to get through it and with like less anxiety and to finish it sooner or whatever um, but so I guess like what I'm saying is I think some of this stuff is like it's just going to get sorted as you get older and figure shit out and then like some of it I think like Catherine said like there's stuff here worth like really seriously like exploring and like just trying to get through yeah yeah no you, you put it very well and also I mean you know, I, I read this and not a single part of me thought, oh, this guy's messed up. I just thought, wow, this person really is being very clear mm-hmm. about what they know they need to work on. I, I, I think that's, that's huge that you are, are, you're already on the right track of sort of figuring some things out. Totally. And I think every teenager should have an adult struggle buddy because totally. mine was my half-sister because she was like way older than me and sort of like out of my family situation. And I'd just call her crying pretty much every day. And she would always tell me, Catherine, a couple more years you'll be in college. I Trust me. Yeah. Trust me when you, when you become more independent, you will start figuring your shit out. And yeah, and I think like part of it is like eventually – you know, it's not the first time you've ever had to deal with like getting a paper done or like the first time you've been in like a weird sexual situation or like eventually like you're just like, oh, I've been in this before. This like X worked last time and Y didn't let me try X again and not try Y. Like, you know, a lot of it is just like, it's not like, you know, when you're younger, you're like dumber. It's like you, it, the, the thing is, is that you've just had fewer opportunities um, to to sort stuff out and I also think like the other thing I just want to emphasize is like every single thing in here is like totally 100% like it's okay that like parties are fun but also stressful it's okay that getting work done is really stressful makes you anxious it's okay that you know um you um you know you 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 were like I was too dumb to ask for protection it's okay for like in that moment that like shit slipped away from you I mean it, it I don't mean to say it's okay as in like do that all the time I just mean to say like everything you say none of this makes you like weird or like wrong or like other people are doing it right and you're not like this is all so within the like on the continuum of like shit human beings feel all the time you know yeah and again easier said than done but just we're we're rooting for you yeah man and thank you so much for writing and that was very thanks Sam and keep us posted yeah all right this um I think I can use his name yeah I think so because he also wrote us a review D. Javante, if I say your name wrong, I am so sorry. <laughs> Hello, Catherine and Sally. So I use online dating to meet new people and possibly find someone to try something long term, but that's something I hate is this game, quote unquote, that apparently has to happen, and I would love to get some advice on it. To be clear, the game I'm referring to uh, is the clear stalling of responding to messages back and forth in order to put that distance in between us so as not to feel desperate. What I am wondering is if I should just put up with this and continue to delay responding in order not to scare someone off, or if I'm genuinely interested in someone, should I just respond when I want to hope for the best? A small bit of background though, I have messaged a few women before and we are going back and forth with a day in between usually, (laughs) and I will try to send a message the same day as getting one and suddenly there's silence. I'm probably wrong on why the messaging stopped and definitely okay with their agency to not speak with me 
Thank you, by the way. Mm -hmm. I am wondering if this is something that I should just continue to do because that's just how it is, or should I message when I want and hope to find someone that doesn't care about that stuff too? Ugh, weird question. Sorry. Not at all, dude. Not at not all. At, not even a little bit. I would just like to say you answered your own question when you said, should I just message when I want and hope to find someone? Here's the thing. I have not done the online dating. I have done the message game. Mm -hmm. There is an aspect of when someone writes back to me too soon or I might be like, uh-oh, are they a creeper, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Straight up. But um, if it's somebody who I've met once before and I already get the vibe from them, uh, then messaging is, I don't care, you don't have to wait three days or whatever. Mm -hmm. At that point, I just want to get to know you. But I think the problem is if they haven't met you before, you never know, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, men and women have to be careful. People have to be careful with online dating. You never know when someone is going to do something grosser mm -hmm. or when that text message turns on a dime into something weird mm -hmm. or a, a dick pic that is not <laughs> uh, uh, a, what's the word asked for yeah. um, uh, by the way I am not anti-dick pic at all uh, but when it's not you know consensually like, hey may, right. I, may I send you a picture of my penis as opposed to like whoop there yeah. it is yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so oh god that's terrifying yeah so um, but yeah actually I enjoy them but only when it's when it's uh, asked for mm -hmm. but that's another thing about me anyway if you, anybody sends me a dick pic over Twitter you're getting blocked by the way I have a yeah, boyfriend I'm not forever in, not interested but uh, I don't know I would say to start off with you know there is a gamey aspect to it, but I, th I think if someone doesn't write back to you, either they're just not interested and that's okay and you don't want to be with them anyway. Or, um, you know, maybe if you write too much, someone might get freaked out, but I say, don't make it, don't overthink it because you don't know what mm -hmm. that person's going through. And I say it just a friendly, treat it like you would a, a potential employer, mm -hmm. right? Just, you know, be polite about it and don't be too aggressive mm -hmm. and just sort of get to know the person. And dress right? for the job you want, not the job you have. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> DiGiovante, I would say um, I totally, I feel your pain because um, I was on OkCupid a lot. I actually met my girlfriend at OkCupid, but before that, um, it was just like date after date after date after like weird text exchange and messaging and it's like it really is this like delicate dance of um like wanting to not reply so soon that you seem like a fucking creep and also not waiting so much time that it, you seem like you're being really cool by taking a lot of time <laughs> to reply um and i i'm i'm a very like i'm pretty impatient so th the thing that i had to struggle with was like not replying instantaneously because I think it's off-putting but then so I like pushed myself to wait like a cool 10 or 15 minutes before I texted back my my now girlfriend and I think what happens is like two people just find a rhythm and when they want to be in, talking to each other you just sort of it just it just sort of starts to work mm -hmm. um and you find like a rate at which like both people feel comfortable the thing that's like really frustrating to me about online dating or was when I was doing it is that it's like, you know, the, a lot of the communication feels very disposable until you meet someone you really connect with. So like you can be like having this kind of like ongoing text conversation or mess or like back and forth messaging with someone for like two weeks. And then all of a sudden, like one of you just completely ghosts and it is over. And 
like that happened like in the beginning I was like kids nowadays are so rude like what but then I realized that that's actually just the nature of like online dating like Mm. as my cousin told me when I was like in the throes of struggling with online dating she was like look it's a numbers game Mm. like you have to like meet and interact with like a bazillion people before you find someone you connect with and like get in a rhythm with them and so I think like that's the other thing in addition to the whole delicate dance thing is that like um you're just gonna I think really meet a lot of people and when they stop replying and it it doesn't go anywhere like that's just the nature of like this kind of thing like Mm -hmm. just move on to the next person kind of why would you want to date anyone like that anyway yeah and if someone's fucking like if someone's like waiting ages to text you back and that's not a thing you're into like they can fuck all the way off like don't like fuck them like find someone else to text but I think it's awesome that you get that like like you're like you understand that the person has like agency and that you understand like they can make the decision that's fucking awesome Mm -hmm. that's what separates you from like most of humanity um it but it also just like kind of sucks because you have to like do this weird thing where it's like is it too much is it not enough I guess the the only answer we have for you is we don't know (laughs) (laughs) so basically we don't know but I mean um it's a numbers game, number one. And number two, like this happened with me and my girlfriend. Like we have taught, we've like joked about how we were like trying to wait and like suss out, you know. And that's the thing you do in the beginning. And eventually you just find someone who you click with and like they have like a 15 to 17 minute window and you have like an 18 to 19 minute window. And that's when you realize you're going to get married <laughs> at Disney World. <laughs> yeah. And one quick thing about playing games, because I, I hate to use that term, but I get it. It is a dance. It mm-hmm. is a, a courtship, right? Um, my married friend, she's been married for like over 10 years, she said to me, because I was like, oh, I hate, I hate playing the game. I can't wait to finally meet someone. She goes, Catherine, I've been married for 10 years and I'm still playing the game Holy with shit. my husband. Holy shit. She's like, there's times where like, I just don't call him back for an hour because I want to make him wait. And I'm oh like, and she goes, and our sex life is great because of it. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh okay. God. So hey, teach their own. Yeah. And you will find someone who you're going to be right for. And I think you'll know when it happens. So just keep being you. Yeah, man. Yeah, keep wait, being you. Tell us how it goes. Yeah. T- maybe wait 15 minutes to an hour to text back. I say, okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah, whatever, man. Yeah. I mean, look. I I'm like really all for like being yourself like when I was like dating people on OkCupid and they were taking like a million years to text back I was like I don't care I'm getting this text and I'm replying that's how I do it like you're gonna text me within 15 seconds you'll have a reply perfect if you don't like it we're not gonna get married at Disney World there we are and apparently Sally has an announcement to me (laughs) by the way everyone is invited and I'm getting tickets to to Space Mountain for my wedding oh my god Oh my god! Theme park. I can't. I would rather get married like in a operating room. Like I, I'd rather get married like in a torture. Chair. I don't even know what's more unpleasant to me than like a theme park. Oh my goodness! I think. Oh, like what's the worst place to get married? I can't even imagine. Like a dentist office. Oh my, a dumpster. I. You know, like probably like a family member's apartment oh, where man. it's like not even a space I feel comfortable in. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that'd be the worst. Or like a church. Oh god. Oh god. Ooh, oh, god. I don't, oh I, sorry guys. Heck oh, no. oh sorry sorry. There's nothing. We don't hate religion. Um, but yeah, churches. I I wouldn't get married in church. Mm-mm. I don't know. I don't think they'd let me. <laughs> I don't think they'd let either of us. <laughs> I know. All right, cool. Let's get to the third email. All right. Is this me? Uh, yeah. All right. Um, are we saying this person's name? I don't think so. Okay, so we're going to call you Kay. Um, hi, Catherine and Sally. Love the podcast. Thanks for doing it. This is super long, but I have lots of struggles, you know? 
I do know. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been an overachiever my entire life. This didn't necessarily pose a problem until I reached college and had to cut ties with my high school friends who were holding me back. I worked my ass off in college to prepare a good portfolio and work towards my goal of becoming a successful designer. The last serious relationship that I held was in college and I left him to move to another city for a job. Fast forward nearly five years later and I still have yet to hold a long-term relationship since then. I have since only worked harder and spent a ton of time furthering my career. It's working and I am proud of the success I've achieved and the things I have done and continue to do. The bummer is my career doesn't cuddle me at night. I'm content with myself as a human and as an introvert. I do like my alone time, but sometimes a girl gets lonely, you know? Mm -hmm. It's not a matter of me being able to find the right person, quote unquote. I'm picky, but I've found a handful of people in the past five years that I've really connected with and who have been good to me. The only problem is after a few weeks, they tell me that I am too together, quote unquote, for them and they don't feel they deserve me. In my experience, there really isn't a whole lot I can do to change their minds and my success ends up biting me in the ass, leaving me yet again alone. I am queer and these experiences of partners telling me things along those lines span men and women younger and older than me. I can't catch a break and I don't know what to do. Without getting too Carrie Bradshaw, how does one find and keep love with a successful career? I know the answer is to find someone who is also successful, but I haven't been able to find someone who is career-oriented and also gets the non-career side of me as well. Ugh, sorry this is so long, but any advice would help. Also, oh, right. Great, perfect. Thanks. <laughs> okay. She says, if you wouldn't remind, I'd like to remain anonymous. Right. So that worked out. So awesome. We didn't blow it. Yes. Sally, do you have any initial um, thoughts? So I would say if I if I'm running the numbers right, you're uh, under thirty, maybe right? Cause yeah. Reached college. Fast forward five years later, still have yet to hold a long term. But the point my point is basically that like this doesn't seem. I mean, I can understand that your your experience of it is like what the fuck is taking so long. But to me, this like doesn't seem that out of the ordinary um, because the deal is is that the relationships the long-term relationships you have before you're the age you are now are terrible anyway so you mm-hmm. may as well just like skip them entirely um, because I well, think you it, can learn a lot you can learn a lot from them I, I mean I'm joking but I mean the, the thing is is that like I think it's like when you start to like get settled in your career and like settled as an adult that it's like a lot easier to find someone you connect with and who connects with you and who you want to build something with so I think like you know, one thing is like to remember that it will happen. It's going to happen because you want it to happen and you're taking steps to make it happen. So just just remember that like the the situation you're in now is not the situation you're going to be in forever. It That's not a thing. That's not possible. It can't be even though it sometimes feels that way. And then the other thing I would just say is like, um, well, actually, I want to stop talking. I want to I want to throw it to you. Oh, no, I you were saying all the things I was thinking. I was like, how would she do that? Uh, I cannot <laughs> stress this enough. There's no such thing as quote unquote having it all. The the great saying I heard is, "Do you have enough?" Mm-hmm. Right? Um, how do I put this without sounding mean? I know a lot of people who are with partners just for the sake of not being alone, and they're miserable. Yeah. Uh, first and also, congratulations on your awesome career yeah, and working your fucking amazing. ass off. That is that's badass. And why on earth would you want to be with someone who does not respect that? Mm-hmm. That being said, you'd be surprised how many people will find that attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, I had that problem myself where I thought I, I, at a certain time I was doing really well in one point in my career and I did have someone who I liked say to me like, oh, it, it freaks me out because I want to be like the breadwinner or something like that. And I was like, well, you can fuck all the way yeah. off. But I have found people who, uh, you know, uh, 
just we become weird matches and I started dating outside of the medium I ever thought I mm-hmm. would be in so I would suggest I don't know what your job is or what you, where you work but like let's say you're a lawyer you might want to date an artist you'd be mm-hmm. surprised uh, ha- how it sort of helps to have someone who compliments you and you compliment them and you live different lifestyles mm-hmm. it's interesting so therefore they're not threatened by your career and also you you get to meet someone who has a different life than you mm-hmm. um, I also would say what Sally I would reiterate this uh, yeah any relationships you have before you're 30 uh, and I was joking about I mean I knew Sally was joking about like don't even bother but don't even bother thinking about the bad ones because you've learned and move on mm-hmm. um, you know it's hard and, and if you heard, if somebody once said to you and you said this people said to you like you have it two together I'm pretty sure that person was breaking up with you for other reasons and they just use that line and that's sticking with you because mm-hmm. that's a stupid ass reason to break up with someone it is, although, you know, if you've heard it repeatedly, I would say, I mean, th- when when there are people in my life who get the same feedback from other people constantly and mm. they're and like they keep getting to the same situation with people over and over and over, I all I can notice is that they are the common denominator. Mm. So I don't know, like I, I can't imagine fi- someone who's like two together, mm-hmm. like that I wouldn't want to be with them. Um, so I'm wondering like if you can and maybe you already have done this, but can you spend some time thinking about like what that's a euphemism for or like what is going on with you emotionally that you're putting out there that like other people aren't grabbing onto? And I'm not saying that like you just have to mold yourself into like a better person and be easier to be with and then you'll people want to be with you. I'm not saying that at all. Mm. I'm saying like there's a lot of things to look at in he- here um, and some of it is like what Catherine touched on which is like who are you meeting and like who are you dating and I think some of it is also like what are you bringing to the table and also like the fact of the matter is that it can also be like none of the above. It can be just that like you actually haven't like found the person that you click with in the right way which um I don't think like that that the like I don't think there's only one cup for every saucer, if you will. Oh. I think that we <laughs> we can sell <laughs> well. Is this Downton Abbey? Uh, well, it might be. Yeah. Um, but like all I'm I, I'm just saying like you know we can click with a lot of different people in a lot of different ways at different times in our lives, and it could be that like you just you know haven't found that you know those people yet, but you definitely will. Um, if if you think that there's like you know, really no, like nothing to work on about something about you, nothing to work on about the way you're going about things, then like the only thing you can really do is just like try to do the numbers game thing that we were just talking about and try Mm -hmm. to meet like a ton of people. And it's hard because being in a relationship feels like a full-time job. There are times where I have to carve out time to spend with my Mm -hmm. partner because, you know, I am overwhelmed and a little busy sometimes and then I feel like a jerk for not you know, making time for him and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, so I wonder if, you know, maybe you, I mean, and I, I don't know you, maybe like you already, like on a date will say things like, I work all the time mm-hmm. and I'm rarely, why would anyone want to date that? But yeah. the, even though I'm sure you don't work all the time, um, maybe just sort of uh, think about who, I don't know, I don't want to say change anything about you, but I guess start being aware of like, I don't know, are things you say off-putting are you making a little mm-hmm. bit extra time to spend with people that you're dating mm-hmm. you know your career it will it will be there yeah I mean I do think it makes sense like without us like because now Catherine and I have both like said that we didn't want to tell you to like change anything about you but I do think that like 
especially when you find yourself in the same situation repeatedly, it's like a good opportunity to step back and be like, all right, so all these people said the same thing about why they couldn't be with me. So what is it about them? Like, what what do, what do these people all have in common? Like, what you know, what what am I bringing to the table? Like, I think you can do some like for real like problem solving and like you know puzzle piece putting together um just like thinking about all that stuff and you know like I said like if you come out of that and you're like "Eh, I'm like I'm cool um and I don't think anything is wrong with the dating pool then I think like your only choice is to like um not your only choice but I think it would like then you just have to like start meeting a ton of people and I'm about to say something very controversial and if you don't agree with me I totally respect that because not everyone can do this but there were times where I was single and I didn't want to be in a relationship and I had some um how do you put it friends with benefits fuck Mm -hmm. buddies people who I did not feel an emotional attachment with who did not feel an emotional attachment to me but I got uh, what I wanted physically, I got to get you know spooned when mm-hmm. I needed it, and then I was like, kick them out, and not see them for another few months. Uh, taking on a lover is there's nothing wrong with that if you want <laughs> to get some some needs met. But I do understand that if you're looking for a partner, that is a different way different of going thing, about yeah. it. So you know, if if you want, there's nothing wrong at all with you know finding someone to be like, can we have some casual sex every now and again? Because I I think you did allude to that that you kind of you know a girl needs to get some or something you said. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and um, if I just offended somebody, I apologize. Oh, they'll be fine. Okay, but um, I think the only other thing I would say is like this takes like a brave soul, and I've only done this a couple times in my life, and only with certain people. But um, I've asked people I was really close with and really trusted and felt really safe with, like, hey, I feel like I'm really failing at this relationship thing repeatedly. What do you think of me? Like, what, like, what mm. have you seen about me with my partner? And like. What are things you notice? Because a lot of times, man, like your friends fucking have your number. Oh, they and, know you. You know? Ugh. Like, I mean, because how many times have you felt like, oh my God, so-and-so, if I could just fucking tell them that they're doing X, Y, and Z, like I could fix their lives. Yeah. If a friend, yeah, friends have asked me in the past, like, is there anything you think I should be doing about so-and-so? And I'm like, well, now the chat How much time do you have? Yeah. So you might want to do that. And also, but congratulations. It sounds like, you know, you're... It, nobody has it all, quote unquote. It's hard out there. Lean in. And <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And um, and you know, I, I, you know, we get it. And I'm sure there's listeners who get it. It's it's very frustrating, especially when you you love what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, it's hard to fit a relationship in. With yeah. That, so, but um, keep on keeping on. Tell us how it goes. Do it. Try okay, Cupid, and then you can be upset about the the messaging lag and everything and then you'll have a whole different problem exactly that's my uh, solution let us know (laughs) um cool so we have uh, again a lot more letters to get to you guys are so awesome we will get to all of them um and don't let that stop you from writing in though please don't don't take us saying that to be like well i guess they don't want to hear from me nope we want to hear from you because we do so please keep writing to us yes um so yeah okay uh so as you know you can uh tweet at us at struggle bus pod you can uh, Gmail us. <laughs> See, I did it again. Loving it. Strugglebuspodcast at gmail.com. Hashtag strugglepodbuds420. Find a struggle buddy. Hell Send yeah. us some animal photos, you guys. As many as you can fit into a single tweet, please. Yes. And at Sally T and at SBK Heller. Song of the week is me, you guys. And there's yeah, a little backstory is. here. Okay, so. All right, you guys. When I was 20, I was still a virgin. And I met a guy I, like, fell in love with immediately. Mm -hmm. And he asked me, I I worked as a waitress at an overnight place. It's open 24 hours. It's still in the city. I won't name the place. But uh, I was getting off work at 8 in the morning, and we'd we'd made out a few times. He came to see a play I was in. I was like, oh, my God, I'm totally in love. And he asked me to come over to his apartment at 8 in the morning. He's like, I just want to see you. We can just cuddle and stuff. 
and I hadn't yet told him I was a virgin. And I was terrified that I had feelings for him. Mm -hmm. And I'd never had a boyfriend. And I didn't want to go. And I'm walking to his apartment. I bought a new pair of underwear at CBS <gasps> because I was like, oh, my, oh God. my God. But if we go there, I think I like bought trimmers and like went to the McDonald's bathroom and trimmed my pu- I, I, oh my I God. straight up was like so. You were like in it to win it. I was so nervous. And then I stopped and I started walking back to the subway station and I was about to call or Oh, no, we didn't even have cell phones back then. But I was like, oh, I'll just let him know that something came up. And I started to go home. And then I put my headphones on and turned on the radio. Because, yes, back in the day when oh, I was to the radio. And this song came on. And it was The Smiths, How Soon Is Now. And that line, I am human and I need to be loved. And I was like, oh, my God. I deserve this shit. Here's a guy who likes me and I like him. I'm going to go for it. And Amazing. I went to his apartment. That song made me walk so fast to his place, and he opened the door, and we just held each other, and it was so amazing. Oh my god! And I eventually lost my virginity to him, and it well was well played. Like, so thank you. <laughs> oh, oh. Anyway, so this song has a lot of meaning. What to amazing me. backstory! This song gave me the strength to give it a shot. Did it work out? No. Did it? Was it a horrible? Breakup? Does it ever? Did no, I want to kill never. myself? Absolutely. <laughs> but if I hadn't gone through that, I couldn't have gone to the next thing or the next. Hell thing. yeah, man! So you guys, all right. So uh, I'm Kate. I'm Sally, and uh, here's the Smiths. Bye. Bye. Thank you.